Ladies and gentlemen, we present The Big Business Lark by Laurie Wyman and starring Jimmy Edwards, Frank Thornton and Gwen Cheryl. Tycoons like Sir Charles Boniface, the managing director and chairman of British United Plastics, are all very well in their way, just so long as they stick to tycooning with other tycoons. It's when they get bored and start taking an interest in the everyday running of their business empires that they become a flaming nuisance. It's never more disastrous than when the big boss starts an economy drive and has labels stuck up everywhere saying things like, switch off light when not in use. And it's no good pointing out to him that uh, the reason why all the lights in the building were left on all night, last night, is because he'd been round all the offices and turned them on in order to see if the labels were still there. <laughs> well, Sir Charles' son, Frank, has just discovered that one of these economy drives is in operation, so he decides to visit his father's secretary to see what she knows about it in his usual cool and calm manner. Who did it? That's what I want to know. Who did it? Mr. Frank, I've no idea what you're talking about. It was about. him, wasn't it? Him in there, in his inner sanctum, swigging down his caviar and eating his champagne. <laughs> uh, it was him. If you're referring to your father, I don't quite know. Don't make excuses for him. By a pure quirk of nature, my father and I happen to belong to the same family. <laughs> I had heard that. What's he doing now? I bet he's trying to get money out of charity boxes with a knife and putting buttons back to make up the weight. Mr. <laughs> Frank, will you please simmer down and tell me what this is all about? My expenses. He's nobbled them. Oh. <laughs> yes. I put them in the other day, and when I came to collect them this morning, he'd slashed items off and disallowed them. Good gracious. However much has he disallowed? You must know. Four and ninepence. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, that is going a bit... For... Taxi fare to the Associated Industrial Chemicals Building. Well, when did you have to go there? I didn't. That's what hurts. <laughs> he did. What's more, he borrowed the four and ninepence off me so he could get there. <laughs> Everything under control? No, Sir Charles. He isn't. Oh, Lord. I thought I recognized the signs. Good morning, my boy. Good morning, Goldfinger. <laughs> no, hello. It's serious, is it? I want my four and ninepence. You'll get five quizworth in a minute. <laughs> Edith, what is little boy blue blowing his top about this time? Well, I gather you've disallowed some of his expense items. Open your wardrobe and have a chat with your friendly bank manager about it. <laughs> I don't want an overdraft. I want my expenses. Then jolly hard luck. Far too many people have been bashing the petty cash stupid just lately. All expenses have to be approved by me in future. Why? In order to make sure that there's a bob or two left in the petty cash when I want some, of course. <laughs> That's what started it. Pardon? Oh, well, you see, when I went to the office to draw Sir Charles's expenses for last month, they said that if his were going to be that big, they'd have to have a bigger allowance or nobody else would get any. Ah. But, but they were all legitimate expenses incurred in my capacity as managing director and chairman. But of course, sir. For instance, to purchasing a new set of stirrups for Myrtle. <laughs> eh? Polar pony. <laughs> Thank heavens for that. <laughs> May one ask how you justify stirrups for a polo pony as a legitimate expense? Well, Myrtle needed them, but she hasn't got an expense account of her own. <laughs> that won't do. Well, 
I'm a Lao transporter, aren't I? How else can I get around a polo field? Well, it is fault anyway. Mine? Yes, you refuse to put that claim down as vehicle maintenance. <laughs> Nobody would have quibbled then. I would. Oh, now, Frank, stop being so petty. Father and son aren't going to fall out over such a minuscule amount as four and ninepence, surely? Of course not. Hand it over. <laughs> Shan't. You'd better. Don't take that tone with me. I'll take any tone I like. You won't? Will? Won't? Will? Won't? Now, boys, please. Edith, shut up! <laughs> no, just like a couple of schoolboys arguing who's got the best set of conkers. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you two are going to carry on like this, you'd better go into Sir Charles's office. I've got work to do. That won't be necessary, thank you, Edith. Until I get my four and ninepence, I don't think I have anything further to say to uh, certain people. Neither have I. I hope Myrtle's stirrups rust. <laughs> Take that back. In fact, I hope Myrtle rusts. Out! Without <laughs> you far now, out is nothing sacred. <laughs> Not, you know, Mr. Benson. Oh, dear. The rest of the directors and I are finding this family feud extremely trying. <laughs> well, I haven't received any official complaint, Mr. Benson. Well, you uh, should have done, actually, but poor old Mr. Coggins volunteered to send it in writing. Incidentally, uh, have you seen his pools coupon? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Good, good. That clears that one up. <laughs> Obviously, our letter of complaint is now on its way to Liverpool. Oh. <laughs> oh, poor old Mr. Coggins. He does try. Yes, we'd be a thumping sight better off if he didn't. Last time he sent off a parcel of pay-as-you-earn returns to the Inland Revenue, they found they'd got his laundry. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? I mean, he must have sat in the laundrette watching all those forms going round and round in the soap suddenly. <laughs> if I know Mr. Coggins, he probably had them spun-dried and ironed them afterwards as well. <laughs> Very probably. Well, now, what can I do for you, Mr. Benson? Well, it's about my expenses, actually. Oh, no. Hey, no, 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 don't panic, Edith. Uh, I'm talking about this trip I have to make to West Germany tomorrow. I understand that all applications for petty cash have to be signed by Sir Charles personally now. Oh, yes, I'm afraid they do. Sir Charles is in his office. You'd better go straight in. Thanks. Go away! I'm not here! No, why? Well, just go in all the same. It's where blind your name is Myrtle. You say so? Oh, sorry to trouble you, Sir Charles. Not at all, Mr. Benson. Now, hurry up, because there's play school on the telly in a minute. <laughs> yes, of course. Now, would you initial this expense claim form for me? I shouldn't think so for a minute. Let's have a belligerent butchers. See what the... Stone of plastic crows. What the hell is this lot for? Well, it does include my airfare. Airfare? Where to? The blasted moon? <laughs> well, not quite. West Germany. You may remember that you asked me to attend the trade fair over there. Yes, 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 yes. We've British United, we've got a stand at this trade fair, haven't we? Yes, Sir Charles. We've already had several inquiries from West German firms who wish to uh, entertain me and discuss the possibility of making our polystumer baths and wash basins under license. Splendid, splendid. Making the polystumer baths um, entertain you. Oh, yes, I'll give them that. <laughs> they certainly know how to treat you over there. Oh, yeah, you want champagne, hmm? buckets of grub, 
Friendly birds? All that sort of thing? Rather. Mm, I'm really looking forward to it. Were you? Pardon? <laughs> Hand over that expenses claim. Hard luck, Mr. Benson. Sir is going instead. But I'm all packed. Well, then that'll give you something to do when you get home this evening, won't it? You can unpack yourself again. Such fun and all clean. Nothing for the laundry. On your way out, you might tell Mr. Frank that he's going as well, will you? Off you go. I'll never get to the airport in time. Frank, over here. Hurry up, they'll be calling our flight in a minute. Sorry about the rush. How are you? Four and ninepence. Oh. <laughs> Don't harp. Have you got the lunchtime papers? No. I would have done, but I didn't want to lose another tenpence on top of the four and ninepence. <laughs> you do go on, don't you? Excuse me, sir. Why? What have you done? <laughs> May I have your hand luggage for weighing, please, gentlemen? Certainly. Here's my briefcase. Thank you. And your cases, sir? Well, if you insist, it's a waste of time, of course. I mean, I always travel light, but uh, weigh my cases if you must. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I thought you said you traveled light. Still, I suppose compared with your own weight, that is light. <laughs> that'll do, that'll do. Ah, uh, well now, four pounds, fifteen and threepence extra for excess baggage, please, sir. And that won't do. That won't do at all. You must have made a mistake, madam. I'm afraid not, sir. Don't oh, come on, miss. Pretty girl like you, you wouldn't want to upset a, a middle-aged... Uh, Elderly. Middle-aged... <laughs> Four pounds, fifteen and threepence, please, sir. Oh, do stop saying that. It doesn't sound nice coming from the lips of such a beautiful and elegant young woman of the world, such as your delightful self. <laughs> I'm a rich man, you know. I come through here very frequently. So if you play your cards right, I'm sure that you and I could have a candlelit dinner somewhere in a little <laughs> restaurant that I know. Tell me, come back, Rudolph Valentino. All is forgiven. <laughs> Shut up. I was about to say, my dear, you'd have a little dinner somewhere. Then possibly a coffee at your place and a bit of the old... <laughs> That'll be four pounds, fifteen and threepence for excess baggage, and a bottle of perfume and a bunch of flowers for excess... whatever it was you just did. I thought this was supposed to be the new permissive society. Oh, very well, as you insist, pay the lady, Frank. Uh, no, thanks, all the same. If you want to take all that old codswallop with you, you pay her. Oh, very well. I refuse to haggle in a public place. Here you are. Thank you, sir. Five pound note, is it? I'll just get you your That's change. all right. Keep the change. Uh, keep the change? <laughs> Hang on. How much is it? Four and ninepence. <laughs> uh, oh, incidentally, miss, sir, now that he's paid, we shan't be needing that briefcase of mine after all. I'll, uh, I'll pick it up on the way back. You mean the very heavy one, sir? That's right. The very, the very heavy... Just a minute, what's in that briefcase of yours? All the lumps of lead I could find. <laughs> uh, uh, shall we go over to the entrance gate now, Father? I think our plane is in the station.
Timberhoof a housing hotel, mine hells. What's he saying? We're here. Oh, I see you. What's on the clock? And if you say four and nine, but I shall probably do your mischief and kick the cab to bits. Well, it's, uh, it's uh, two Deutschmarks and 50 Ferrigs, actually. Two Deutschmarks? Don't confuse the issue. How much is that in Harold's lolly? <laughs> well, uh, roughly four and... Oh! <laughs> You're more determined to prove a point, aren't you? Pay the idiot! Certainly. Hand over. Oh, claim it off your experts. Here you are, here you are. I'll see you in the foyer. I want to make sure that Edith has booked our rooms. You don't speak German. Possibly I don't speak German, but I shout louder in English than most people. Now hurry up. Yes, I think I'd better. Oh, dear, do get out of my way, some of you. I tread on foreigners. Move over. Pull that garlic coin. I'm English and I'm proud of it. This is the reception desk, is it? Yeah, my dear. Ah. Um, good and tar. Um, good and where's my phrase book? Oh, it's all stuck together. Uh, good and oh, to hell with it. Just sweet. So shall no, it's the wrong lingo. Ich am Sir Charles Boniface. Oh yeah. Don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. Otherwise, you've both had it. Ich am Sir Charles Boniface. The hermit the chair of British United Plastics. Rule Britannia. <laughs> That's very nice and constructive. Thank you very much. Yes, very good. You have the two rooms, mitten to body bathrooms, reserve them for ich and mine offspring. Take your purse. Oh, no. It's going to take hours. Mine handle is Sir Charles Boniface. <laughs> ich am looking uh, for the room where my son and ich can go on. Oh, yeah. That room is opposite with the attendant and their clean towels. Well, of course, I knew that had gone for a chop since I said it. <laughs> Listen, you thick headed foreign clot. Such ooh, eh, our chambre. Is opposite with the attendant and their that's, no, that's not a what that. That's not what I'm talking about. Everything under control. Everything, not exactly. Unless you wish to spend the night opposite mid the intendant and the dirty clean towel. <laughs> Perhaps I'd better have a go. Uh, Speaking the English, of course, mein Herr. Two rooms for Sir Charles and Mr. Frank Boniface with private bathrooms. I have your reservations here. So, rooms 24 and 25. Your keys, sir. Thank you, Jean. Oh, it's just sick, doesn't it? <laughs> this way, Father. We've just got time to freshen up before we go to the trade fair. Have we? Well, don't bother to tell me where I can freshen up. That I know. <laughs> Incidentally, where are all these friendly birds that Benson was talking about? <laughs> Well, that's enough of golfing at the stands. Where's the hospitality room? We've only been here five minutes. Exactly. Why waste any more boozing time? It'll all look a lot more exciting after we've had a free snortful. <laughs> As you say, Father. Uh, excuse me, Commissioner. Is uh, this the hospitality room? Oh, yeah. Inside is the most splendid goings on all the time. <laughs> well, this is for me, all right, then. <laughs> My moment, please. 
First, may I be permitted to look at your magnificent big round pass? <laughs> Your exhibitor's bad. Oh, 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 that's better. Here we are. Here we are. Almost guide. Uh, Please to enter with all speed and when saying your how does he do to have director in charge of the lady and gentleman exhibitionists. Uh, yes, yes. And I hope you meant what I hope you meant. <laughs> and if he meant what I hope he meant, this certainly is the room for me. <laughs> we'll soon find out after you, Father. Ah, please to come in and park it. <laughs> I am here, director of the exhibition. Oh, congratulations. Uh, I was going to say, keep your hair on. <laughs> yeah. I'm the managing director and chairman of British United Plastics. Ah, of course. I remember now you are Sir Charles Polly Stumar. No, 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 not quite, not quite, actually, no. But a brave try. There's no, he's Sir Charles Boniface. And he makes Polystuma. I'm his son. Charmed. And where is Lady Polystuma? <laughs> it's going to stick, isn't it? He'll never get it right now. At least to be having a noggin on the house. Yes. Yeah. You must forgive my British chat not being so hot. But I am learning mid the correspondence course and some of the lessons got lost in the post. <laughs> we gathered that, yes. However, you should come over to our country if you really want to learn the language. As you used to say in the old days, we have ways of making you talk, eh? <laughs> yes, now I know why they turned down my application for the diplomatic corps. Perhaps it would be best if you were to meet a director from Japan who is also made of plastic. Oh, is he? <laughs> Very uncomfortable for him, poor devil. Yes, sir, actually, Father, I think he means that he is also a manufacturer of plastic. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Permit me to introduce Herr Yokosaki of Yokosaki Plastics, Tokyo. Oh, thank you. Well, just, just fill up this glass again, will you, old man? Left empty like this, it might get dusty. Thank you so much. How do you do, Mr. Yoko, uh, Yoko, whatever it was he said? Uh, Sir Charles Bonestuma, <laughs> Sir Charles Boniface of British United Plastics. Many felicitations. <laughs> May all your sparrows have fine plumage. May your grass grow greener than next door. Is that good? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank heavens for that. Turn your bootlaces up a bit tight or something. <laughs> to uh, visit our stand here at all, Mr. Yoko, stick it up your thing. <laughs> oh, but of course, yes, indeed. Was most impressed by your company's invention, Polystuma. Oh, really? Oh, really? We make it out of fields of rotting potatoes. Ah, <laughs> I should spare you the details on an empty stomach. <laughs> oh, details of no account. Have bought 18 inches of Polystuma. And I've asked your representative to send it to our factory in Tokyo for analysis. Oh, really? Yes, indeed. In six weeks, Polly Nippon. Same luck, but three and six a foot cheaper. That's very kind, isn't it? 
love the way these fellas smile at you while they're cutting your financial throat, eh? I don't think he's smiling at all. I think he's trying to dislodge a bit of rice out of his back teeth. How do you, Sir Charles Polystumer? Well, I usually sort of... Uh, <laughs> well, the same as any, anybody else. I, I beg your pardon. At all times, huh? I am Helga. It is arranged by the Herr Director that I am to be your mistress during your stay. <laughs> Wacko! <laughs> the mistress who will show you around the exhibition with the compliments of that house. Yeah. You wish to see my sights? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> in fact, I'd like a full conducted tour of them. <laughs> this one is mine. You find your own friendly bird. <laughs> now then, you delectable piece of snog. <laughs> What's a beautiful girl like you doing in a ghastly exhibition like this? Come here. <laughs> How's that for Deutsche marksmanship? <laughs> Go away, Rudolph Valentino. All is not forgiven. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are now flying at 20,000 feet. You may now unfasten your coffee as I shall shortly be serving seatbelts. <laughs> You'd think I'd get it right now and then, wouldn't you? Are you quite comfortable, Father? <laughs> Oh, my boy, don't be ridiculous. I'm, I'm as well as can be expected. I don't know what they put in that schnapps, but uh, I'm sure you ought to sign the poison register before you drink it. <laughs> well, you may not feel too good, but if it's any consolation, you look terrible. Oh, don't blame me, blame Helga for all this. With crumpet like that about, I, I can't understand for the life of me how they lost two wars. <laughs> The uh, bird was definitely friendly. Well, not really, but flaming expensive. She kept taking me around shops to get myself souvenirs. Souvenirs? Yes, you know, like dresses, perfume, jewellery. You know, I've never thought of you as the discreet string of pearls type. <laughs> Stop sending me up. I'm a sick man here. Well, at least the stand we had at the exhibition was a success. Yes, that's true. We did very well. How would you know? Once you met Helga the hot pot, we never saw you again. <laughs> oh, don't remind me, but did you know, you know, I was working. On Helga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah, well, yeah. But while I was, you know, I see, I met the directors of all the big shops that she took me to, mm -hmm. and I copped orders for polystumer surfaces for the counters in all their branches, <laughs> including their staff canteens. You crafty old devil. You must have sold miles of the stuff. That's right. Why let them produce the muck under license if we can export it ourselves? Yeah. Harold and Roy are going to be terribly proud of you. <laughs> if I'm not in the next honours list, I'll practice my trombone in Downing Street every night for a month. <laughs> I was about to say they'll never hear you because they'll be too busy blowing their own trumpets. <laughs> but uh, I, don't think I'd, I don't think I'd better. No, no, you just... For, for heaven's sake, shut up for a minute. I mean, there's, there's going to be a board meeting as soon as we get back, and I need a bit of kit beforehand. You ask me, you need a fortnight in the London Clinic. And about ten specialists standing by to transplant those bags under your eyes. <laughs> Lovely girl, Helga. No language barriers there. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Thank you.
Frank. You're looking very well. Uh, where's Sir Charles? Puffing up about a length behind. The, uh, the lift's stuck two floors down again. Sabotage. Sabotage, that's what it is. Blasted sabotage. Good gracious, Sir Charles. You do look groggy. The flight back can't have done you any good at all. <laughs> it wasn't a flight that didn't do him any good. It was hell. Shut up. Sprecken <laughs> to Edith about the snoggin is verboten. <laughs> Picked up the language, Sir Charles. That's not all he picked up. <laughs> Perhaps he'd better go and see the board, Father. Yes, they're all waiting in your office, Sir Charles. Oh, except Mr. Coggins, of course. Mr. Coggins? Oh, what's the old fool got up to now? I think I can help you there. He was at the trade fair. He was what? He wasn't supposed to be in Germany. No, I gather you just caught the wrong train from Sevenoaks, as you... He's a daft old twit. We'll have to have him put down before long. Do you know he was at my place in the country all last weekend? I didn't know you'd invited him down. I didn't. Apparently, when he got into a taxi at his station, he couldn't remember his own address. He could only remember mine. Well, that sounds like him. Yeah, that's nothing. On Monday morning as he left, he thanked me for coming and told me I must visit him again soon. How did he ever manage to get back here to the office? Simple. He offered me a lift in my rolls. <laughs> at least he dropped me half a dollar anyway. Now, let's get this blasted meeting. Come on, Frank. After you, Edith. Thank you, Mr. Charles. Ah! <laughs> Bullseye! Well, I never learn. Oh, God, you love it. I settle down, all of you. Thank you. How do you do, gentlemen? How do you do? Meeting to order. Sit up straight, hands out of pockets. Nobody lolls about when Sir Charles is chatting. That's better. May we know how the German trade fair went, Sir Charles? Splendidly, Mr. Benson. Splendidly. We managed to get a full order book. So did Helga. <laughs> I shan't speak to you again. Good, because I've just remembered that I'm not speaking to you anyway. What? Four and ninepence. Oh, <laughs> don't start that again. In the reports Mr. Frank sent back, Sir Charles, I gather there's some threat of the Yokosaki Company attempting to pirate our polystumer products. Oh, I doubt it, Mr. Benson. <laughs> I doubt it. But he told us he'd bought some and sent it back for analysis. Well, he bought something, all right. And after I left the hospitality room with, her, with uh, our distinguished German colleague, I walked over to our stand and... Rearrange things a little. Oh, dear. What did you do? Well, I sort of bought 18 inches of some plastic muck off the Japanese stand and had that sent to Tokyo instead of our polystuma. <laughs> With luck, they'll spend weeks in the laboratory trying to analyze their own product. <laughs> they'll probably build a second factory in order to make a perfect imitation of the stuff they're making in the first factory. Yes. At half the price, yes. <laughs> Blow their inscrutable luck. Now then, gentlemen, in view of these massive orders, we're going to have to nearly double our output of polystuma. Naturally, I'm a little tired after all this effort. So is hell. That'll do. <laughs> Just one more. And I'll do you for another four and blasted ninepence. I'm saying, gentlemen, I'm a little tired from my exertions and uh, exhausted from all this work, so I'll, I'll leave you to sort out the details. Just double our output, that's all. See you again in a day or two, gentlemen. Yeah, just a moment, Sir Charles, before we break up. Uh, do you think we could have your check? Check? It's nearly the end of the month, and I wanted to get the books audited. Check, 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 check. What check? Oh. Don't you know about it? I thought Mrs. Chalmers would have informed you. Well, uh, I haven't had the time, actually. And even if I had, I wouldn't have dared to. I think I'm going to enjoy this. I don't know what it's about, but I think I'm going to enjoy this. For heaven's sake, Benson, what are you waffling about? Your expenses, Sir Charles. The accountants were here while you were in Germany, and uh, from what you'd claim, they have disallowed 335 pounds, 14 and 6. <laughs> 
I knew I was going to enjoy this. Yeah, potty the stock rating. Potty, every penny was a legitimate expense. Including Myrtle's stirrups. Well, that was your fault. In any case, you can't play polo without syrups. I mean, you you cut yourself in half. I mean, you, maybe an eager might fall off and get your stick caught up and you... Very not. I'm not paying. I demand a recount. Now, come on, chaps. How about a whip round? I got a rose and a life of luxury to support. Give generously. All contributions gratefully received. Come along. Take it, take it. Frank Thornton and Gwen Cheryl have been taking you through the big business lark written by Laurie Wyman. Jimmy Edwards was Sir Charles Boniface, Frank Thornton was Frank Boniface, Gwen Cheryl was Edith Chalmers, Mr. Benson was played by Nigel Graham, the German receptionist by Alexander John, and Helga by Elizabeth Morgan. The show was produced by Alistair Scott Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>